0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Christ Fellowship Online. My name is Jeannie Rodriguez, and I want to thank you so much for joining us. If this is your first time, I want to invite you to pause the broadcast and fill out a connection card at connect. This will help us connect with you and know how we can best serve you during this season. And now, a special message by Pastor Carlos. My name is Carlos, and I serve as one of the teaching pastors here at Christ Fellowship. And I want to welcome all of our local campuses, global campuses, and those that are watching us online. Can we give it up for them? And wasn't that amazing? Can we encourage our worship team, production team, and our creative team? They've done such an amazing job. They've done such an awesome job. If you're joining us for the first time, we want to welcome you to our church. And we are in the middle of a series called At The Movies. And so we're taking some of the greatest Hollywood hits and we're taking some of the biblical principles behind these movies. And so this weekend we're diving into the movie Toy Story. How many of you have watched the movie Toy Story? Raise your hand. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as a little boy, it was one of my favorite uh, movies. And every time I go to Hollywood Studios, it is my boy's uh, favorite ride. And so there's a picture of us getting ready uh, to go into that ride. They love uh, the Toy Story ride, right? How many of you guys like that ride? Yeah, it's really, really cool. But in case you haven't watched the movie, let me give you a quick overview. Because the movie is centered around this young little boy by the name of Andy. And just like any other young little boy, Andy has a plethora of toys. But folks, every time that Andy would leave the presence of his toys, each and every single toy would come to life. In other words, each and every single toy had its own personality, it had its own mind, and it had its own identity. And the main character of the movie is this toy by the name of Woody. Yes, Woody. And Woody is this common cowboy doll. And his identity in this story is that Woody is the leader. In other words, he leads the rest of the other toys. He is guiding them. He is leading them. He is directing them. And not only is he the leader, he is Andy's favorite toy. So his identity was that he was the number one toy from the rest of the toys. But as you begin to watch this movie from the outset, there is a new toy, that joins the pack, and that toy is Buzz Lightyear. Oh my goodness, because things are about to change for Woody. He's about to be replaced Replaced in his identity. In fact, take a look at this video clip now. Did you see the look on Woody's face? He knew he was about to be replaced, and from that moment on, he would struggle with his identity as being the number one toy for Andy and being that leader. And he would feel less valuable about himself. He would feel less significant, less worthy. And he would struggle with his identity throughout the entire movie. Now, let me bring that over to our teaching for today. Because what an image of how some of us can feel in life when we feel like we have been replaced by somebody else and we begin to struggle with our identity, we forget who we are in Christ. But here's what I want us to know today. In fact, this is our big idea for this weekend. God desires for us to live out our true identity. Now you may be thinking, Pastor Carlos, what exactly do you mean by identity? And how do I live out This true identity, Well, we're going to find out today as we navigate through this passage in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and so if you have your listening guides, if you have your smartphone, take them out, open up your Christ Fellowship app, and write this down as your first point for today. God desires for us to live out our true identity. Now, if you have your Bibles, you can open them up to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We're going to dive into this passage, and here's what the Word of God says. And he, meaning Jesus, died for all. That those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Say with me, creation. creation. Say it like you mean a creation. creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. You see, what the Apostle Paul is saying, he's writing this letter to the church in the city of Corinth. If you're not familiar with the Apostle Paul, he wrote many of the books in the New Testament. And so he's writing to the Corinthians and he is telling them that now that you have followed Christ, you no longer live for yourself, you live for God. You see, the city of Corinth was a very pagan city, had a very dark side. It was very immoral. There was a lot of worship Of pagan gods. And so these Christians in the city of Corinth, they were still living like they used to live before they started following Jesus. In other words, they were still stuck in their old ways. And so Paul is reminding them that they are a new creation in Christ. The old has gone away and the new has come. In other words, you're not the person you used to be, rather, you are a new person in Christ, and because you are a new creation, you now have a new identity. You see, church family, I want you to understand this very simple theological truth. It's very imperative that we understand this as a believer. The moment that you trust Jesus into your life as your Lord and Savior, at that very moment, you're not who you used to be. You're not that person you used to be before you started following Christ. You are a new creation, you are a new person, and in light of that, you have been given a new identity. Now, when we think of the word identity, what really comes to our mind? What does that even really mean? Well, I want you to write this down as your next point for today. Identity is how we define ourselves. Identity is how we define ourselves to others, how we describe ourselves to other people. For example, I'm going to give you this statement that can help us understand this concept. There in your notes, you have the statement, I am, and you have a fill in the blank. How would you fill that blank? You were to write there in your notes or on your phone, how would you fill in that blank? For some of us, we would say I am a teacher, I am a nurse, I am a doctor. Maybe you're going to college and you feel like I am a broke college student. (laughs) I'm a single mom, I'm a dad, I'm a grandmother, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm an athlete, I'm a musician. You see, for me, on August 5th, 2012, I became a husband to my wife, Shawnee, On July 13, July 18, 2013, I became a father to my firstborn son, Noah. I became a dad. In the beginning of 2014, I became an ordained pastor here at Christ Fellowship. So I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm a pastor. Those things define me. But before all those things, because I committed my life to Christ many years ago, I am a child of God. See, one day, there might be a day that I'm no longer a pastor, but I'll always be God's son. There's going to be one day that you might not be a teacher, but you will always be God's child. There's going to be one day you might not be a dentist, a lawyer, a doctor, a firefighter, but you will always be God's son, God's daughter. And so the apostle Paul is reminding These Christians in the city of Corinth, he's telling them, now that you have accepted Jesus into your life, you are a new person. You have been given a new identity. And before you are other things in life, remind yourself that you are a child of God. You are a son of the living king. That's why the word of God says in John chapter 1 verse 12, yet to all who received him, to those who believed in His name, he gave the right to become servants. Nope. Followers nope. children of God. You are a child of God, the moment that you accept Jesus into your life. The word of God says in First John chapter three verse one, "See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. So every single day as a follower of Christ, as you begin your day, before you go to work, remind yourself, before I am this, I am a child of God. You are God's child. You are son of God. But you see, oftentimes... This is a very simple principle, but oftentimes we do not live in that way. And we place our identity on other things and other people. In fact, we tend to place our identity in our position. Write that down as your next point for today. We tend to find our identity in our position. The title that is in front of our name, that is what defines us. The title that's on our email, that's what brings us a sense of accomplishment and worth and value in life. The title that is on our Twitter feed, our Facebook profile that is what brings us a sense of identity. You see, going back to the movie "Toy Story." Woody, he had placed his identity in his position. He was Andy's favorite toy. He was the leader of all that toys. But the moment someone came into the scene and he was being replaced, he felt like a failure. He felt like he wasn't accepted anymore. He felt like he wasn't worthy anymore. He felt like he was not loved like before. Woody had placed his identity in his position, but Buzz also placed his identity in his position as well. Because Buzz didn't think that he was a toy, he thought he was a space ranger. I am better than the rest of the toys. I am much better than you, the rest of the pack. In fact, take a look and watch this video clip. (laughs) Don't you love that? That wasn't flying. That was falling with style. You see, throughout the entire movie, Buzz thought that he was better than everyone else. He thought his position was that he was a space ranger action figure and not a toy. So he thought he was more valuable, he thought he was more worthy, he thought that he was better than the rest of the pack. But folks, there comes a point in his life that reality hits, and he feels so disappointed. In fact, take a look at this video clip. Poor Buzz, you're just a toy. You know, we laugh through those scenes, but that's a picture of us, how we can feel in life when our identity is connected to our position, When we get that promotion at work, we move up in the company, we feel so good about ourselves. We are successful. We've accomplished much. We are worthy. We're valuable. We feel better than everyone else. It's because we're skillful, our talents, our abilities. Of course, I deserve that promotion. But when we don't get that promotion, or we get demoted, or we lose our job, we feel like a failure. We're disappointed. We feel like we're not worthy. Or our business is thriving and it's successful. We feel so good about ourselves. We continue to open more and more stores or have more and more employees. But the moment that our business tanks, we feel like a failure and we're disappointed. We don't know what to do with ourselves. Or you just graduated school. You have your master's degree. Everything is going well for you. You've hit one of your goals but now you're applying from job to job, company to company, sending your resumes, and nothing seems to open up and you feel like a failure. What would happen if your title, your position in front of your name would be removed? What would happen if your title, your position in front of your name would be stripped away from you? Would you see yourself any less any less valuable, any less worthy? If the answer is yes, then your position has become your identity because that has defined you as a person. But God says, I want you to find your identity in me alone and not in your position. Oftentimes, we tend to place our identity in our position. We tend to place our identity in our possessions Write this down as your next point for today, possessions on the things we own, on the things that we have, on the things that we enjoy, the gifts and the blessings of God define us as a person. In fact, Woody and Buzz, they are here with us in the worship center, so I'm going to call them up on stage. Can we give it up for them? All the way from Disney World. Come on. Yeah, look at you guys. Look at these guys, looking good, looking good. Can you high five right here? Yeah, there you go. There you go. High five, Woody. Yeah, there you go. There you go. You see, Woody is just a plain cowboy. He just has his boots, just regular Levi jeans, right? Plaid shirt, cowboy hat. He doesn't have many features, doesn't have many gadgets, doesn't possess much as a toy. In fact, the only trick that he has, if you pull the cord, right? Let Let me pull that cord.
1: There's a snake in my boot. There
0: you go. That's all he does. Let me pull it again.
1: There's a snake in my butt. You say
0: anything else? That's it. And so Woody feels less than Buzz. He feels inferior than Buzz. Why? Come over here, Buzz, because Buzz has everything going for him. Don't get too cocky now, Buzz. He has all the gadgets. He has all the features, the boots. He is a space ranger, action figure. He's going to fight crime. In fact, let me press this button now. Let's see what it says. There you go. go all and right. Go Look at that. I press this other button. What does it say now? Laser at full power. Oh, wow, okay. You see? No time
1: to explain. Attack.
0: All right, all right. Good stuff here. And so Buzz feels better than Woody. Greater than Woody. Why? Because he has more. And Woody feels less than Buzz because he has less. Can we give it up for them? Thank you guys. Thank you guys. You guys can go back. They're going to be giving autographs later on. Thank you, guys. You go back to Disney. (laughs) Church family. We laugh, but that's an image of how some of us can feel in life when we have less than somebody else. Oh, they have the new Gucci purse. And I'm still using my old, outdated coach purse. I feel less than. Oh, they have the new Jordan 1s, Travis Scott, and I'm still rocking my old Reeboks or Fila. I feel less than. Or they always shop at Nordstrom, and I shop at Marshall's clearance rack special. (laughs) Or they're always doing their groceries at Whole Foods and Fresh Market and Milam's and Trader Joe's. And we go to Sedano's and Navarro. (laughs) Come on. Nothing wrong with that, by the way. But we can feel less than somebody or someone can feel better than us. You know, the other day I went to the gym. I was at LA Fitness and I usually do cardio. And I don't like to listen to music while I run because it distracts me. But there's this worship song that's been speaking to me. So I go to the gym, and I'm about to get on the treadmill. And I I look around, and I look to my right, and the person running next to me has these AirPods. You've seen them? You know, they're wireless, and uh, they look like Buzz Lightyear would wear them, or he manufactured them. And so I look to the right, the person's wearing AirPods. And I look to my left, and that person's wearing AirPods. And then I look all over the gym, and everybody's wearing AirPods. So I'm getting a run. I'm getting ready to start running. And I take on my headphones. And my cable is tangled up. And it takes me about 10 minutes, I kid you not, to untangle this cable. And people are looking at me. Did you not get the memo that everybody has AirPods? So the following day, I was at work, and I was in the office, and I went around the offices, and everybody had AirPods. I'm like, gosh, people are looking at me like, you got to upgrade. But can I be honest with you? I don't care because my possessions do not define me as a person. What defines me is that I'm a son of the living king. I'm a child of God. Come on, somebody. When you think you're less than somebody because you have less than, possessions have become your identity. When you think you're less than your friend because you have less than, when you think you're less than your neighbor because you have less than. When you think you're less than your coworker because you have less than. When you think you're less than a family member because you have less than. Possessions now have become your identity. And now they define you as a person. And here is the dangerous thing about that. If possessions are your identity, you will never be satisfied in life. Why? Because someone else will always have more than you. And oftentimes, we can allow our possessions, like we see in Toy Story, become our identity. Our position, our possessions, and here's the next point that I want you to write down today. Our identity in other people. Write that down as your next point. In other people. We can worry so much about what people say about us how people feel about us, what they think about us. We always want to portray the best image so that everybody can see it. Social media, let me take that selfie with the right filter. If I put the Nashville filter, I'm going to get more likes or maybe the Valencia or maybe the dog's uh, ears or bunny ears or whatever it is. This is going to get me more likes. Or I put this picture of this expensive vacation. Everyone is going to see how well things are going for myself, and I get validated by other people. Or I put this picture of our children, our home, our family. Everyone's going to know that our marriage, our home is healthy. And folks, I'm not advocating against those things, You can put a picture of your vacation. You can put a picture of your family. You can put a picture of a selfie. It's fine. But when you're doing it to be validated by others, then other people have become your identity. See, oftentimes we want to portray the best image and we always want to be a 10 and never less. A couple weeks ago, my wife asked me, hey, babe, can you get something in the grocery store for me? And so I said, yeah, baby, of course. She said, only like two or three things. So I told her, text me what you want. Two or three things became like about 10. So I, it started with bread and milk, and then it went to strawberries, banana, blueberries, all this other stuff. And so it was late at night, and I'm going to Aldi's. I'm wearing a big Miami Heat t-shirt, uh, gym shorts, and flip-flops. And didn't have any gel on my hair. Like ladies would say, a hot mess. Just like, pfft. So I go into Aldi's. I'm getting the bread and someone says Pastor Carlos and I'm like The Lord is good. The Lord is good. All the time. I don't know you. Not kidding, Say, so, "Hey, how are you?" So I go and get something else. Pastor Carlos, someone else. How are you? Has it happened to you when you look the best? You never come across anyone? You got your hair cut, makeup on, your nails, everything. Never come across anybody? But when you look your worst, everybody sees you. Another lady came to me. Hey, Pastor Carlos, you look so different without your jacket. In other words, I look terrible. I saw so many people at Aldi's from our church. I thought it was one of our campuses. I was going to call it Christ Fellowship Aldi's. That's how many people were there. And you feel a little embarrassed about yourself because why? You want to be validated by others. You want your best image in front of everyone else. But can I remind you today, it doesn't matter what other people think about you. Ultimately, what matters is what God thinks about you. And you are a son of God. You are the son of the living king. Don't place your identity in your position. Don't place your identity in your possessions. Don't place your identity in other people. But in God himself. In fact, write this down as the next point for today. God wants us to find our identity in Christ. Christ alone. Here's what the word of God says in John chapter 10, verse 10. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. In other words, to destroy who you are in Christ, to destroy your identity, to destroy you as a person. But Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full other translations say abundant life in the greek that word is the word zoe which means a life of fullness fullness of satisfaction fullness of joy fullness of mercy fullness of grace fullness of your identity in jesus now you may be thinking pastor carlos i get all that but how do i live out my true identity in christ I want you to write this down as your next point for today. Stop listening to the voices of this world and listen to the voice of God. Come on. How many of you believe that today at all of our campuses? Give Jesus a shout of praise if you're watching us online. The voice of God. He speaks through us through his word. You probably came in here today feeling that you're not good enough feeling that you're not smart enough, young person, high school student, middle school student, feeling that you're not cool enough or pretty enough for that group of friends. Stop listening to those voices. They will destroy your identity in Christ. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not patient enough. I don't have what it takes. All these voices will begin to creep into our life. And here's what I want us to understand today. God's facts are greater than your feelings. God's facts, the promises that he has left us in his word are greater than how we feel at this very moment. You know, going back to the, story, the, the movie Toy Story, oftentimes throughout the entire movie and even in all of the parts, the toys felt that they were not good enough. They felt that they were no longer accepted and loved by Andy. Andy got a little older, and they felt that, they had, that Andy had abandoned them. But folks, there was something that they would do that would remind them of their identity and who they belong to. In fact, take a moment right now and watch this video clip. Can I remind you today, if you are a child of God, you belong to him. He has imprinted his name on your hearts. No matter what you do in life, no matter how you feel, you are God's child. You're God's son. You're God's daughter. And so maybe you feel that you're not good enough, that you're not sufficient. That is your feeling. But here's the fact. 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 9 says that my grace is sufficient for you. And now that is your identity. Maybe you feel like you're not worthy. You have no purpose in life. That's the feeling. Here's the fact. The word of God says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse nine, that you are God's special, say it with me, special. Say it like you mean it, special possession. That is your identity. Maybe you feel that you're not good looking enough. You are not pretty enough. That's the feeling that you carry here today. That's the feeling, But but, but here's the fact. The word of God says in Psalm 139 verse 14 you were fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of the almighty God that's the fact and that is your identity Pastor Carlos I don't have a purpose in life I don't have a calling in life that's the feeling but here is the fact Ephesians 1:4 says that before the foundation of the earth before I created everything I chose you with a purpose with a calling. You are God's son. You are God's daughter. You worship the king of kings and lord of lords. How many of you believe that today? At all of our campuses, give Jesus a shout of praise. Let's stand to our feet and let's declare this in our lives. I am chosen, not forsaken. You have given me a purpose. Come on, church family, let's work. You are
1: me, not against me. I am who you say I am. I am chosen.
0: bow your head and close your eyes everyone at this campus at all of our campuses and you're watching us online maybe you're joining us for the first time or maybe you've been coming here for many weeks and you can't say I'm a child of God because you've never made a decision to follow Christ my friend God has a purpose for you the Bible says that we are all sinners every single one of us none of us are perfect we've all failed against God But we worship and serve a perfect Savior who died for you, gave his entire life for you. The Bible says in Romans 10 that whoever confesses with their mouth that Jesus is Lord, if you believe with your heart that he was raised from the dead, you will be saved. It is a prayer that God will always answer with a yes. A sinner's prayer. God wants you to be a part of his family. There where you are. If you're wanting to make that decision today at all of our campuses, if you're watching us online, I'm going to lead us in a time of prayer. You can repeat the same exact words that I say or pray something similar, but it's not the words that save you, but rather the condition of your hearts. God wants your hearts and he wants your life. Father God, I come before you and I recognize that I am a sinner in need of saving. Thank you, Jesus, that you died for my sins. Jesus, come into my life. Give me a new identity. I want to be a new creation in You. I believe that You died and You resurrected from the grave. Be my Lord, be my Savior. I repent from my sins, I turn away from my old life, and I run to You today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Can we give it up for those that made that decision to follow Christ? Amen. If you want to take your next step as a believer, we want to hear about it. Let us know at cfmeme.org connect and filling out a connection card. We want to thank you so much for joining us. We love you and God bless.